Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Table Manners. I'm Jessie Ware and I'm here with my mum. Say hi. Hi. And my baby is doing the worm. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Break dancing. He's break dancing. We're about to do the handover with my husband and he's taking her off to Dorset, but we've got a podcast and we've got an intro to do baby burrows. <laughs> Today we have a Michelin starred chef. Oh, first... Michelin chef. 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 Michelin later on and it was the yes yeah, the first pub to have ever done that uh he has recently kind of famously lost a lot of weight i'm going and, to ask him about that yeah i want to know a few tips his name is tom kerridge and um this is the first chef we've had on i've realized oh crikey do you think that's more daunting than um a food critic i don't know actually i think you were more stressed about jay rayner <laughs> yeah i was Okay, the child is now rearranging the duck. I've never understood why you have ducks in the fireplace, Mum. I don't know why, I just like them there. Are you going to come and say hi? Say hello. Can you say hello? Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Can you say frog? No. <laughs> you can't have that on. <laughs> that is such good words. Well done. Okay, will you go and play in the garden now, please? <laughs> say bye-bye. Say bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, Tom Kerridge, I met Tom Kerridge on a Radio 2 programme and he was just the loveliest guy and basically I did the thing where I was like, I'd love you to be on my podcast. I have tried some of his recipes and his um, weight loss for good. And? They're really good. They're have really you, tasty. When you eat them, do you lose weight? Yeah, obviously. Okay. Um, oh no, sorry, it's called lose weight for good. And I do want to ask him about the low fat, because he uses quite a lot of low fat ingredients. And I've kind of watched another Netflix documentary and I've heard that you should use full fat. So I'm kind of interested to see okay. his take on that because I heard they have higher sugar. But anyway, um, I don't know if it's actually open yet, but he's doing the food in the Corinthia Hotel in London. I think that's his first London spot. Um, he's also got a butcher's and pub under one roof, which is called the Butcher's Tap. And this is all in this place called Marlow. So, yeah, he's like the king of Marlow. Oh, where is Marlow? Is Marlo... In Buckinghamshire. Oh, it's Bucket, not, it's Marlow, not Harlow. I was getting it mixed up. Marlo. No, Marlow. He's also, actually, I think he's kind of had three Mission stars to his name because his other pub, uh, the coach, also got Mission Star. And he runs it with his wife, Beth, who's a sculpt, sculptor. Sweet. Yeah, and so I, I'm, I'm interested to see how they work together really as a nice team. It's nice of him to coach Schlepp to South London. I know, it is really nice. Maybe he's going to the Corinthia, who knows. I hope the food's up to snuff. Well, do you want to tell the listeners what you're doing? Well, because we're doing brunch, we thought we'd do shatsuka because it's low calorie, low fat. Low um, carb. Low, no carb. No, well. Yeah. And I've also made labna, which you've ruined part of by over oiling it. Okay. It's fine. I would like to put this to the audience. Labna, I always thought it's thick, obviously. It does have like a smooth consistency. Yours was looking a little bit like over whipped cream. Fine. I did what they told me to do. The yogurt's been dripping from my cupboard door for 24 hours. In a muslin. It was very romantic. Cheesecloth. Cheesecloth. Cool. I'm now a cheesemaker. Just anywhere. The cheese Podcaster, maker. broadcaster, and mother, and cheesemaker. That's right. I like it. And then, actually, we thought that this would be a good time to relax and ask, if we're having a chef, we may as well enjoy them cooking a little bit. So we've asked Tom to bring a dish. Did you ask him or did he volunteer it? 
we asked. Because <laughs> we have got a, a, a cake as well. We do have a cake. Is it the leftovers from Sadiq? No, it's a new one. Okay. But yeah, so we don't know what we're having for Pud. So it's quite a straightforward one today. Um, no fuss. I think we were definitely trying to not overdo it if he's still on his kind of weight loss program. Well, I think at 11 in the morning, you don't want full lunch either. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, it's a good job Alex came back from... Alex, the doctor. The doctor. Who's just Have on I a night shift. A doctor? No. Um, he just came back and, and suggested we put harissa in. He puts a whole pot of harissa in his chat sugar. Okay, I don't think we need to put a whole pot in. No, I Have didn't. You got, I didn't get harissa. I did. I put half half a pot in. Okay. It really is good addition to a chat sugar, and I've not seen it in any other recipes. Probably because it's not chat sugar anymore. It's a Tasting shit sugar. It. No, it's, it tastes really good. It's spicier, though. You don't like spice. You can have all that lavender. No, I don't. I'll have to blow my nose. <laughs> but the lavender's got ducker on it and some mint and it's a nice sunny day and the baby is coming back. Hello. She the ball. Where'd she find the ball? Is that a dog's ball? It might be from next door. Is that a dog's ball? Yeah. No, don't eat it. Don't eat the dog's ball. Tom Kerridge coming up on Table Manners. Our first chef on the podcast, yeah, no Mr. Pressure. Tom Kerridge. Thank you so much for being here. It's an absolute pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Um, Sneaky bit of lunch. Well, a brunch we have kind of done. I don't know if you've had breakfast already. Kind of. What did you have? I had two coffees, some grapes and a protein shake. So it's kind of breakfast. Is that what you have now? Did you work out? I did, yeah. I went to the gym at six o'clock this morning. So oh my gym, God. gym at six, then straight into management meetings from 7.45 and then... And then and then off into here. Yeah. Is that usual, kind of, that's just regular life now? Yeah, I, there's no structure to my days. Everyone is very different. It's all, it's it's chaotic and it's mayhem, but we do always really try to put in between six and eight hours of gym every week. So that's that's the one bit of structure. Six to eight hours, so that's more, okay, um, so you're working out every day? No, I, do, I, I normally or do doing at big least sessions. three two-hour sessions, yeah. Who, three. with the personal trainer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three two-hour sessions. And then when we're not doing that, we'll try and get a swim in as well. But the swim can be flexible because that doesn't matter quite what time we do that. And is this a new thing then? Or is this what, whilst you kind of, because you, obviously you've lost a lot of weight and you've done am, a yeah. book, Lose yeah. Weight for Good. Yeah. Um, but is this kind of, was it, did it all come at the same time? Or did the working out come after the No, the, the, the working out came, so I was always swimming. And like even before I need, before I decided to lose weight, I was always swimming um, and I was swimming quite a good distance. So it's always been good for, I find it good for cardio. I find it, it, it was, it, it was good for health. Mm. I mean, I was swimming about a mile every day, but then when I decided that it was time to lose weight, the, the idea of being, um, getting into the gym more was becoming more productive. And also my diary was changing so I was traveling a lot and doing a lot of different things all over the place and if you're spending time somewhere else in hotels and doing things they haven't always got a swimming pool but they're more likely to have a gym so I thought I needed to start working down that way and then it's become I mean I always need something to focus on slightly slightly obsessive slightly compulsive about stuff so the gym and the numbers that you can hit in a gym I quite like that competitiveness Tom when do you have time to cook well (laughs) like I, I have to be my I mean, if I run through my businesses, it's it's mental. It's become from being a chef to being like I. I if you look a at businessman. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, we've got a butcher's pub crossover, butcher's wet lead butcher's tap. Yeah. We've got the coach, which is a mission star non-bookable space in Marlow. We've got the Hand of Flowers that we opened thirteen years ago, which was a two mission star space. We're first opening, two Michelin star place. The for, first two yep. Michelin star pub. Shall we? Yeah, and then we've got we're opening restaurant in London later this year. Well, that's got a good gym, the Corinthia it's Hotel. It's got a lovely gym. Yeah, it's got an amazing spa. spa. I mean, oh yeah, it's God. amazing. That's yeah, Alex. yeah. I yeah. mean, it's a good spot. Well yeah, done. It's, that it's was a, clever. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the sole reason we signed. <laughs> we was like, yeah, great. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful. Uh, that's a 90 cover big British brasserie so that's open in September so that's a huge workload at the minute and then there's you know there's TV production company that we own that makes the shows then there's the writing of the books then there's the outside catering company then there's uh, like there's always a huge amount every day so it's always very okay so when are you finding the time to like cook or you're just kind of having to rely on your brilliance kind of crew around you staff you know you build you build a team of people around you like I like I think any successful business or anybody who does 
is successful it's not about the one individual it's about mm. people and it's team so mm-hmm. i have people that have been with me for over 15 years so you know an all key management they they stay and they grow and that's where they they take on the mantles and the spaces and they understand the business i suppose brand and ethos and um the the vibe and the feeling that they need to put out and then you allow you allow people to grow and breathe themselves and that's really important i think people's personal development is is huge for me within the company so as people grow as adults they also grow as professionals and that's an amazing space to be but you've got a kind of brand of kind of warm and cuddly yeah along with michelin star which yeah. is high-end dining how do you manage that because you're so approachable and warm and everything i think from the word go all i've tried to always be is me and that's really important and that and that you cut i come from a, a single parent family in gloucester and you grow up um, with there's no airs or graces and there's no you know i didn't learn to cook from my nan making cakes or anything like that it was you know you it was just a case of um where did uh, it come from Actually, it came from a love of the industry first. When I walked into a kitchen as an 18-year-old, that was the space I, I loved. I fell in love with the, the vibe, the atmosphere, the late nights, the hard work, the graft, the kind of people that, you know, it's real. It was full of like, like it's a bit like a pirate ship kitchens. They're just full of like <laughs> What What pirates. were you doing at 18? What was your first job? I started washing up. Okay. Started washing up in a country house hotel and then just moved through to doing a bit of cooking, doing a bit of prep work and then decided that you know this is the space i want to be because the people that i was involved with were amazing that you know chefs and the industry is just brilliant it's vibrant it's exciting it's adrenaline fueled there's loads of people tell you that the social life and hospitality from the outside people will think it doesn't exist but the reality of it is it's, it's late it's nights a, it's isn't it amazing. After, it's amazing. after it's all kind of closed yeah. you stay up and yeah and you know all the best places to get in because yeah. all your friends work in them so you you always yeah. getting into spaces there's always free booze floating about there's always it's a great it's a great rock and roll industry to be in it's very good fun why did you choose marlow because you've got are they all in marlow <clears throat> yeah they, they the are three of them the yeah three okay. spaces are in marlow um so i was working and living in london for about 10 years and we wanted to find somewhere that was um that was a little bit more accessible for my wife to be able to make art she's an artist so the opportunity yeah she's a sculptor right yeah Yeah. she's a sculptor so she was working for Sir Anthony Caro um who's a major British artist um who sadly passed away a few years ago but she wanted she wanted to be able to make her own and the problem that you have in London is you might be able to earn the money but you can't afford the space for a studio Mm. or you have to move slightly out of London where you can afford the space for the studio but then you're not necessarily earning the money so it's quite a difficult balance so we wanted to set up a business where we get that um I could cook and hopefully she could make art and Marlowe's that perfect it's about 45 minutes on a good run on a bad run it's about two and a half hours mm, into time shit, but is that what just happened yeah yeah oh, but the reality shit. actually no no but the reality of it is even in a Porsche yeah even in a Porsche yeah you're still <laughs> sat in traffic yeah yeah no one moves out for you in yeah. fact no one lets you out <laughs> They're just like, oh, no one you. lets you out it's even worse in a Porsche <laughs> yeah sod <laughs> off with jealous yeah, exactly yeah. so but it is it is quite it's an amazing space we knew it anyway it's very close to town and it's a it, so it means that Beth, we, we we're now very fortunate. We've mo- actually we've been married. It'll be eighteen years this year, and we've moved twelve times since oh we've been married. God, I know, and you I haven't know. got divorced yet. Well done. No, I know it's amazing. Well, we're quite good at. Yeah, we're we're a good team. We're, we're we're a great team actually because we have separate lives. We we kind of half work together and half not. We're very involved in each other's lives, but they're both very separate. Well, wasn't Beth involved in the hand and flowers at the beginning? Yeah, it was through a grant of like was it through a grant of like no it was a lie it oh, was a, it was a, through a lie it was through oh. a we, we told the, the we told the bank that we were going to do an extension on a small little oh house God, that I we were living this. in and then we took the extension money and just took the tenancy off of, of, oh, of, of a pub yeah, good for you. and then the bank the bank had to back us and we moved forward and it was great you know the, the relationship with the bank is fantastic although at first, we did blag them at first well and done. it, it kind of worked yeah it kind of worked yeah it kind of worked they're quite happy they backed us now I think yeah, so yeah, yeah so, so yeah yeah, Beth ran front of house for the first, I suppose, she said she'd give me three years of making making the business work before she wanted to move away. It was about six, really, in total, before she got 
to being back into the studio full time. So that was a so it was a big it was a big push and a big effort. But now she's making work. I mean, she opened a huge piece about eighteen months ago at the the front of the Dubai Opera House. So it's a big five meter sculpture. Wow. So yeah, yeah. So it's now she's now internationally. She won the international award for sculpture last year as well. So so it's a huge for her point of view. It's been it's been a massive investment in time and energy, and and it's now beginning to work well for her and her career. What was it like working with each other? Like I mean, it must. Uh, been highly like really stressful it's a mixture of two things like it can be amazing the most amazing experience because the two of you together are pulling together mm. to create something that's mm. working that's brilliant but it also and also you get to spend time with each other because before I was just working as a chef and you're doing I don't know 80 hours a week somewhere and, and you never get to see each yeah. other but actually then working with each other was a big it's a, it's a massive it, it was it was lovely but then there's obviously moments of it's very difficult to find that divide between being front of house manager and head chef or husband and wife. And sometimes that crosses over and yeah. it's bound to because it's, you know, kitchens and restaurants are emotional spaces. And then if it's a husband and wife team, it becomes sometimes they were, it was bumpy. But I have to be honest, 99% of the time it was it's because we work together as a team. So it, it works, but it isn't it isn't always fun. I think in the first year of working together, she, I think she probably left me free time. <laughs> so it's kind of like. But do you get to go out on a Friday night? Uh, like tonight, like no. Friday night, have a drink, no. relax. Well, or you, in do one you feel of your very different. Like you, you no, no, we're all, yeah, no, we were always. Um, we do. We try to block off Sundays. We try to make sure that we have so Sundays as family day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we've got two and a half year old son now. So it's like, I haven't, I don't drink. I haven't drunk for five years. And Beth might have a glass of wine or a gin and tonic every now and then. So our, our lives, our social lives are completely different. You don't different. drink because of, I need not to drink so I lose weight. But you just, you just gave it up. I gave it up. Yeah, drink was an issue. Drink had become an issue yeah. in terms of both for, for health wise and, and mental health wise as well. Yeah. It had become an issue, so it was it was a recognition of that and stopping drinking. It's kind it? of when you're doing a very high pressure job like yours. I imagine you think I'll have a glass of wine that I'll relax, and you have to find other ways of relaxing rather than depending on that. I suppose. Yeah, I, it's kind of. I mean. It, relax is the wrong word release is the word release, so it became yeah. a it, it yeah and it's hugely i mean you see it all the time i mean i mean you must see it in the in, oh, in, in music, the music world like, it's the yeah. same sort of thing it becomes Some a drink it, so much yeah and it's and it's a big it becomes a lifestyle a work Habitual, hard play hard totally. ethic and that becomes a massive thing that goes on and i mean kitchens are um I mean, there's numerous, numerous accounts of. I mean, it's an easy place to get drugs. It's an easy place well, to drink. I was thinking about Anthony Bourdain, who's exactly. yeah, just yeah. part, you know, died and <clears throat> so tragic. But he's it is very had tragic. huge issues all his life. With Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I mean, well, mental health within the industry is something that is, it needs to be recognised, and it's and it's a huge because the hours are so so not draining yeah it's grueling it's a job it's an adrenaline fueled um adrenaline junkie kind of job that's there's lots of ups and downs and um you know a highly kind of Pressure. charged kitchen atmosphere yeah. and then a release of it afterwards and everybody going out and it, it becomes it's a it's an amazing lifestyle if yeah. you can control it i think it's it's exactly like music it's like you know <clears> when you're on tour it's this this habitual thing where you have like a few gin and tonics before you go on stage and then you go oh that was a good yeah. show i don't because i i'm really strict <laughs> do, do you but no, but like, I, I just i don't i'm a control freak so i'm like if i feel out of control and i have to remember the words but you know other band members have a really a wild time um yeah and then it'll be oh you had a really good show let's have a few drinks oh it was a really shit show let's like have a few drinks so it kind of and it's all that late night you you end up bedtime is three o'clock in the morning and that's just usual yeah. isn't it so i think yeah. and also you know a lot of my friends who've worked in kitchens, you know, it's a lot of coke that goes around. Well, you know, and it's just kind of because you and the extremes, the highs are brilliant, but you don't really have time to process the lows because you already have to kind of you're on this. I think part of the reason is as well, because it, your job is in nightlife. It is in an environment where pe it is in yeah. where people are already out it's not like you're working monday to friday nine till five in, in an office space and then you go out the weekend yeah. your every lunch and dinner is always high pressured and about people having a good time so you're involved in people's good times even though you're behind the scenes mm. so you're already sucked into that atmosphere and, yeah. it, and it's quite easy for it to get 
out of control. But at the same point, you can't, at the levels that we cook at and the levels that we perform at, you can't be bad. Like you're saying, you, yeah. don't, you, you don't have a gin and tonic before yeah. you go on because you need to remember the words. Well, yeah, yeah there, there's lots of people that can function whilst doing it, but we have zero tolerance of, of, of drugs and alcohol throughout the day at, at, at the Hand of Flowers. Mm. I mean, if you've finished work and you go for a beer, that's fine, but there's nothing that goes on in between because yeah. you need to How be focused you on your job. to that, though? Or just people just know. You just know, yeah. yeah. If someone was drinking, you'd know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everyone else is clean, living, and focused, you know. And it, and also, there's a slight generational difference now. There's a lot of young chefs that are coming through that are much more aware of the food that they're putting in their bodies, the way that they treat themselves, mm. the way that they drink, the way that they take care of themselves. I mean, when I was 18, you quite likely have a two-liter bottle of cider and sit in the park, you know, 18, 16. <laughs> you know? That's yeah. only yeah. if you come from Gloucester. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But now, I think you find 18-year-olds are more likely, you know, you see them wandering up the road with a gym bag and a protein shake. You know, it's, mm. it's, it's, there's, a, there's a big difference in people's understanding of what they put in their so have now. you adapted your menus yeah, to go nice. with a kind of healthy living or no 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 so you not still serve fish and chips we and do yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah. i got British, one of your earliest yeah. books yeah. yeah where it's like proper prop yeah. grub yeah more refined but like yeah the, no we we're very we we, we don't change we, we're very dairy focused stock sources we you you know we don't use sugar replacement we use sugar and chocolate and whatever it's it's just full-on i suppose french style full fat cuisine yeah. The, you know, my personal choice, like not everyone needs to lose weight. Do you know what I mean? Jesse wants to come and have dinner. It's no, it's, it's you haven't oh, got no, to but I, uh, Well, that's really kind of you, but I, but I, it, I definitely always have no, to but watch it. it. I've had to watch it throughout yeah, but you my might, life. Yeah, but you might spend two or three days eating healthfully and then just I'm, go out for dinner. Yeah. Like it's not, not everyone's on a, di- on a diet all no. the time. And that shouldn't, well, also, my personal choice yeah. shouldn't be. Well, when you go out for dinner, you've got to let go a bit, haven't you? It is a complete... Uh, lifestyle choice and balance I, th- I think if you're on a diet and you go for dinner there shouldn't be any letting go there's no such thing as cheat days I don't think like if you are on either you're on it or you're not so are you on the diet at the moment or have you kind of relaxed it now that you've lost the weight yeah so I'm much more I, I'm hugely conscious of what I eat I try to eat very little in the way of sugars I don't do very much in the way of carbohydrates I do a little bit now every now and then and I do I suppose I get carbohydrates from fruit I've always I've always stuck with fruit but I, I my way of eating or my lifestyle choice is just because it's not I don't even recognize it as a diet now it's just yeah. I just don't I won't have a sandwich you know I'll have sandwiches are oh, I know then, don't you think sandwiches are then, some of the best things on earth yeah but they're also nice, some of the worst I know right? they, are, they are some of the worst so, like amazing nice beautiful sandwich. crusty bread crusty done bread beautiful. with lovely sweet tomatoes and cheese gorgeous yeah cheese, but how yeah. many sandwiches are actually like that how many people are no. driving past a garage and picking something yeah, up for lunch and those sandwiches? Yeah. So we've done, I guess we've we done shakshuka. So low carb, we thought about Love you as kind of low carb. Thanks, very mate. Very healthy. Yeah. Uh, but then you brought Absolutely. the strawberry bakewell. So. Yeah, well, I thought I'd better bring dessert. And the good thing about strawberry bakewell is that you can have it as a slice of dessert, but it also works as afternoon tea, goes with coffee, goes with, you know, you can invite some friends around if we don't eat it all, it's fine. Well, that's very sweet. We've actually got book publishing meetings. Maybe we'll try and palm it off as our own, uh, our uh, own, go our for own it. meal. Yeah, go <laughs> for it. Yeah, yeah, go <laughs> for like, it. Oh, this old thing, I just <laughs> rustled it up. Um, <laughs> because I thought it looked a bit sad, the shakshuka, I have got, I wanted to add halloumi just kind of in it, but you don't have to have it if you kind of want to. I love halloumi. Just halloumi. because I thought the Honestly, salt and just kind of the. Halloumi is amazing. We've had a big discussion about, I've never made labna. labna. Oh, yeah. yeah, we did I'm now a cheesemaker. Yeah, amazing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but Jessie thinks you put loads of olive oil in. I said, no, leave it as a cheese and put the olive no. oil on top. Okay, I messed up, but I think that it wasn't loose enough. So I don't know why. Have you ever made labna before? No. But like you've had it, right? yes. So it's kind of it's loose. L- it's supposed to be loose. Yeah. I think Mum's looks like over whipped cream. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. However, the taste is lovely. But I okay. think maybe I should have loosened it up with a little bit of water. I, what would you have loosened it up? Yeah, with? water. See, because I did water is one of those ingredients, on. right? That so many people overlook because you always think you never use it as a cooking ingredient. But water is amazing because it's a texture alterer. But it, it's it's no flavour. It doesn't it doesn't bring anything to it. It's no, it doesn't add seasoning. It mm. doesn't do it. all. It does is it works very well as a as a loosener. It helps emulsify things. Water is like one of the most 
discarded and underlooked ingredients. But yeah, I'd have, I'd have let that down with water. So because well, if you we, think about putting it olive oil in, well, you're adding flavour. I know, and actually, the, I put too much flavour. So we did two different batches, and my one is a bit crap. But that can be mixed in with the other one. When anyway, I think Mum's is slightly. Um, not loose know. enough, shall we say? Do you want to chop the eggs? No problem. Work in progress. And you're frying the halloumi? Yes. Okay. Is that okay? Yes, would great. No, I'd have fried it. No, I'd fry, fry halloumi. Halloumi's amazing. Did you ever coat it in flour? Would you have ever? No, but I pat it dry with kitchen roll so it doesn't stick. Oh. So I pat it before. dry, yeah, before you put it Do into you really the pan. That's what. Yeah. yeah, you need oil. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But not much. That is a good tip. Thank you very much. Because the water that's on it, that's the sort of thing that will make it oh, stick. That's what makes it stick. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Right, I'll just do that. Uh, Mum, hit, hit Tom with the. Uh, right. Okay, hit me what, with a question. Well, Jesse says it's your last supper or if you are on death row, but I would rather say what's your favourite, favourite meal that you love? And if you had to go away on a desert island for the next. Six months, what's the meal you'd like See, to have before you go? See, that is two different questions. Because, okay. Because if you're into a way of life, like yeah. like now, I do very little in the yeah. way of carbs. So if I was having to go onto a desert island... And there's would, going to be no carbs because you can have to catch fish yeah. and eat coconuts. So yeah. Well, already that, sounds like, a de- that <laughs> de- sounds like a delicious fish curry coming up there. Wow. Uh, no, but also there were no repercussions. Like You could just basically like Excuse not even me, think about it as a cheat Okay, I think, so, like, if you were stuck on a desert island, the one thing that you definitely want is is pigs on it, because you can eat... Pigs? Yeah, you can eat everything from a pig, like, the whole lot. Also, curing process, right? You could get salt from the sea, you could make your own bacon, you could make yeah. your own hams, you could do... And you can eat yeah. everything. Wow. So, so pork would definitely be there, because you're all going to be there a long right, time. Like, parma got- ham takes three years to age, you know. If you're going to be there a long time, you can take all a couple right. of back legs of pigs, and then you could be there for this a long time. the best answer to this question. <laughs> yeah. Ever. Do you ever take... Basically, your bare grill. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever take... Well, you'd have to take curing things with you, then. Now you've got salt there. You think salt yeah, is the main ingredient? Salt is the main ingredient in curing okay. processes. Yeah, yeah. So salt. But if it was death row dinner, last one. Yeah. All right, last dinner. It would probably be it would be fish and chips and a can of lilt. Do you know what? You're in good company because that's exactly what Sadiq Khan would have. Fish yeah, and amazing. Chips. Minus the lilt. Minus the lilt. Yeah. Minus the lilt. Yeah. I mean, if it really was the last dinner, it would probably it would probably be twenty pints of Stella. I got to be honest. Not not <laughs> not, not not a can of lilt. But you know, if it, if it is just yeah, if it was just you know, and then you get some reprieve. Maybe last minute someone goes, no, 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 it's not death. He's all right, actually. All right we're, now. We, we're letting him off. Then yeah. I, I wouldn't feel so bad that I've had fish and chips in a can okay. of milk. That's what I'll go with. And what's your favourite fish in your fish and chips? Oh, mate, this, I, well, there's so many. When it favourite fish or favourite fish for frying? I mean, favourite fish for fish and chips. I like if it's going to be the last meal, it's got to be turbot, which is amazing. The kit is it's the, the king best. of fish. Yeah, it's amazing it and it's beautiful texturally. It's it's fantastic. Deep fried, it will be absolutely stunning. Like it's Do so robust. Do you prefer robust. turbot to halibut? I do, See, yeah. I love halibut. I do. I think she, if that's halibut. the king of the sea, then but halibut halibut's is the beautiful. queen. Uh, yeah. yeah, halibut is absolutely beautiful. They are, they're fantastic fish, but they're not, they're, they're, they're very expensive. Yeah. They're expensive fish. And, and you go, well, you know, if it's on a daily basis, fish and chips is seen as kind of like a fast food. You know, if, if you sit, sit down in a nice restaurant and have it, it's okay. You know, the understanding of, Japanese three-star restaurants where they do tempura, it's the same as fish and chips. Yeah. So you can focus on it being really good. But on a daily basis, if it was just for a fish and chip shop, a flat fish is, I think, it works beautifully. So isn't something like there, place would be amazing. Isn't there a beer batter in one of your recipe books? There will be yeah, beer batters. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I've used your, yeah. Yeah, they work beautifully. They're great for, um, they, I mean, quite often you use sparkling water, but the idea of getting a beer batter in, it's just an extra layer of flavour that works lovely, that works really nice with fish and chips. And if you if you go on a holiday, which is your favourite country to go to to eat? So, um, the, the whole of Europe is amazing. You know, yeah. there's great food in, in Italy, in France, in Spain. It's all. I mean, there's some absolutely mind blowing restaurants in Spain. Some great cooking. French cuisine is very much based on seasons and the taste of yeah. and rich cooking, and it's absolutely lovely and very regional. But 
over the last few years, I have to be honest, and it, it, its vocabulary of the country is very small in terms of um, food, but when it does it properly, it's amazing. And I, I, I Greek cooking, I yeah. absolutely love Greek cooking. It's, I think it's just... Well, why has it got such a bad rap? Because it's really, I think it's great food. And, I think and it's we've got, got... I've got a little house in Greece, so we're addicted to... And Jesse got married there. Yeah. And I love Greek food. And yet people always go, on oh, Greece, it's not I great I think food. because it's always been seen as a holiday resort. Yeah. So, you know, Spanish food at first was seen as bad, you know, when it was always now cheap, cheap package yeah. holidays in the 80s. And now... And then Greece is a holiday resort. People only know it as holiday resorts. And then, I mean, you could walk down, a, you know, some, like, Greek holiday resorts, and there's, you know, there's... Uh, fish and chip shops and Chinese restaurants and and then the Greek authentic Greek cuisine is a really bad we, Greek salad and some really poorly no, braised lamb and you best, just go it's the best. Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith co-star of my upcoming film If only in theaters May 17th Do you want to tell people the big news all right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do not, mum's put my lab now just to like throw me under the bus. I accept it is not as good as yours, okay, but I'm fine. saying yours needs loosening up. You're, yeah, hold on. you're a cow. That is not correct. No, but this look how she hasn't even dressed mine the same as hers. Yeah, but look, it, that's, that's got, got more. Too much, too much olive oil. Yeah, but olive oil is flavour. It may taste delicious. I think no, it's got it a little too much too of an bitter. aftertaste. Mine's nicer. See what I mean? But feel mum's con- con- texture. Excuse me, I did it the way they said. Do you see what I mean? Top, just she has put... I mean, it does look amazing. She has, there's, uh, there's she's two a cow. Dishes. She's There's one that's decorated all beautifully. Yeah. And she's and basically shoved yeah. mine. I prefer that taste. Yeah, but... Do you, Actually... It, could it ha- be looser? It, it could be looser, yeah. There you go. They could both be looser. They do both taste amazing, though. Well, I, well combined, maybe they'll be the perfect. And a little bit of water mixed together will make the perfect... But what, excuse me, I spent 24 hours getting the water out of it. Why would I put the water in it? <laughs> will you just yeah, explain to me? That's a very Because that's how they told me to make it. Uh, yeah, but it's, it is delicious, they, I've got to be honest. They. 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 The, the, the Labner gods, The Labner gods said... That is delicious. Thank you. It, it is delicious. Um, it smells amazing. I have to be honest, this... This is like the most beautiful, perfect lunch, this. This is oh, amazing. Oh, thank you. It's so sweet. Well, at least it's low-cal. We really did think about that because... It's lovely. Yeah. See, the thing is, when food tastes like this, like this, smells like this, nothing about this feels like it's low-carb, low-calorie. It doesn't feel like it... It doesn't feel like it's a diet food or dish at all, does it? I mean, it looks amazing. The fresh herbs, they're massive. Like, fresh herbs are so important. Yeah, never too many. All right, sorry. Why do you think there aren't so many famous female chefs that with Michelin stars? I think. Well, Has Angela Hartnett got a Michelin. Yeah, Angela Hartnett's yeah. got a star. Angela Hartnett's got a star. She's amazing. Claire Smith at Core. So she's just left the restaurant Gordon Ramsay. She was head chef there for three years. She's just opened her own restaurant called Core in Notting Hill, and it's mind blowing. That will that will win. Oh, Michelin must yeah. Amazing, amazing, amazing. There's some but phenomenal. Not many are there. There's not many females in the industry. Actually, there's not enough chefs in the industry, full stop. But the fem- females, when they get to the top, it's a very difficult de- decision to be making to, to get to being a head chef level and keep driving that yeah. forward. I think, it, I mean, it's like every industry. It's, it's one that's long hours. I mean, my, my wife describes it going that as women, we're nowhere near as stupid. Why would we be doing that? Why would we be doing those hours and working every weekend? You know, so it, it's, it's, it's a difficult space. It, it's one of those places that is quite, again, it goes back to the lifestyle and the adrenaline and fuel kind of um, space that it is. And if it suits people, then it's great. If it doesn't, then it doesn't. It's very, it's very, I, I, and it's also an age thing. I think by the time you're mid-40s, 
as a chef, you kind of feel that you're, you need to have been slightly moving away from mm. the kitchen because you, you don't want to, you don't want to be the one that's mm. putting the veg away on a Saturday morning or cooking their Sunday lunch and being there late Saturday night. You need to start being more management. There's a huge amount of females within the industry. There's a much, there's a warmth and a care that comes from particularly front of my restaurant manager, my general manager, uh, my man, the manager at the coach, the, the two star, the, the one star and my general manager are all female. So there's a warmth that comes from a hospitality point of view. Um, but whether that, whether they want to be in the kitchen is a, is a different, is a different thing, I think. Are you all mates, you top chefs? Yes. So you have like a Christmas outing for top chefs? Sadly not. No, we don't have enough time. But we do all meet up at things like awards dues and award ceremonies. Do you? And there's not like rivalry? Not anymore. There used to be. Who's your best mate, chef mate? Um, There's lots of us that are really good friends. But one of my best friends is a guy called Paul Ainsworth, who's got a mission star restaurant down in Cornwall called Number Six. Down in Padstow. Oh, I hear Padstow's so mm. brilliant for food, right? Rick um, Stein's there too, Yeah, right? Rick Stein's there, and Paul, Paul's there with the Michelin-style restaurant, and he's phenomenal. I've known him since he was 18. We used to work for Gary Rose together, so we've known each other a long time. But then Daniel Clifford, Claude Bozzi, Sat Baines, they're all two Michelin-style chefs that are great, great friends. So that rivalry isn't isn't there anymore. They used to be, but now we're recognised. We're all in the same industry together. We all Do you have had people over for dinner? Do I? And have like, people over for dinner. At my house? Yeah. Not very often, because I'm never there. I mean, mm. we, we, sometimes Sunday lunches, we'll do stuff. We have friends over on a Sunday lunch every now and then. But most of the time, I, I mean, if I'm, if I'm there, we cook something like this for tea, omelettes, something very, very simple like that. Something that a two-and-a-half-year-old might have a try of. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, that age-old problem. So there... Um, or we'll go out. We'll go out as a family and go and have lunch or breakfast somewhere. So, those are- so, so when you're not going to, because you kind of basically are the king of Marla. You've kind of made it. I don't know. Forgive me. I didn't. I don't think it was a foodie place before your spots, right? Yeah. Okay. So, if you were being generous to it, where's like your favourite neighbourhood spot that you go to in Marlow? Like, can you name check them or like just because I know obviously yours, yours, yours are hugely popular. I have friends that make a weekend out of just going around all your places yeah but where's like one place that you'd go in my life there's a Marlo. beautiful um country pub just up the road called the royal oak in bovington green nice and it really comes into its own this time of year because it's got a beautiful beer garden mm. so but it's real family friendly mm. and you can just go out there with the kids and they've got kids menus but it, it is still focused on slightly healthier food so it's not always just like chips and fish uh-huh, fingers it's uh-huh. a, things for kids to try and play about and run around in the garden and it's a lovely 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 place to go and where do you eat in london do you have any good spots that you like in london yeah there's so many to be honest i know i, I mean, know it's you know you're very lucky you know being here you know there's so many great restaurants but um, i mean for me i'm a big fan of barafina so the idea of non-bookable turning up sitting on a bar stool and eating great mm-hmm. spanish food for me is absolutely fantastic yeah. this, this is a big thing though recently about drives me mad because it's either yeah, a queue but, but or... then I you know Jackson do you know Jackson Boxer mm-hmm. right so I follow him on Twitter um, because he's, he's a friend of ours he's quite, well he's a friend of mine he's yeah. a friend of Jesse's he's quite political and but he was saying that they've just opened a new restaurant in East They're London it, yeah. and he had 10 cancellations on a Saturday night oh, and he gave the food, he advertised to come and you can have it half price because there was no way, because it was bookings, there was no way he was going to fill it mm. and he was going to And lose. it's a new spot. And it's new and he had, lo- he bought all the food in, it was all cooked because he had all these reservations. No shows, are, four- no shows are a big problem where people yeah. book restaurants and don't go. And, and it's one of those things that I find, it's hard as, as a restaurant industry to be able to turn it the other way. To be able to go, like people pay for it once they've had it. So they book, turn up, then pay for it once they've had it. But if you booked tickets for a concert or you, you bought tickets for a football match or but then decided not to go, your seat's empty, but the game is still gone. Mm-hmm. For a restaurant where the margins are very small, particularly a new restaurant that's opening yeah. up, to have 10 people not turn up, if it's a 50-cover restaurant... It was more, it was 10 tables. So it's a 10 tables. I mean, yeah, it's just... It was really awful. Yeah, I mean... If and, it, what, and then one lot of people walked out and didn't pay. What? I have that ever happened what, to because you? Because of the food, I never or? thought that could happen. Uh, for, they we, just yeah, no, left. we had we, we had we had two people do a runner. On, they did a uh, runner the other night from the coach. Yeah, so they what? they said they're just going outside for a cigarette and they never came back. So I they, hate that. I know, How I know. Could people I know. be like that? Mm. Would you remember them? I wouldn't. 
The guy's there with them, yeah. Have you seen this man? Yeah. Never allow him We should have put it up on CCTV, actually, who they are. Oh, you're going to have some more. Tom, Tom Carriage is having uh, seconds. I, I am having seconds. Everyone? It's amazing. It's tastes it? delicious. It's fresh. It really it's clean. Is nice. Like, it, this is the perfect lunch dish. There's some more. It's there's a, some more. Um, it is amazing. There's more halloumi, but it may be a bit rubbery now. No, it's so. cool. It's okay, cool. It's cool. great. I love it. I'm going to say this is the perfect lunchtime dish here, I mean. Oh, thanks, mate. Um, okay, so our podcast is called Table Manners, and we ask everybody what table manner is their worst table manner yeah. um, in the, their, themselves or in others. What what kind of is your room 101? Um, my worst table manner um, is... It's probably the same as everybody else's, but it's it's mobile phones and television. So no, if I'm no at, one said that. So if I, really? So no. if I'm at home... Like we've got a little man to sleep and then we'll knock up a quick tea, me and Beth will, if we make the effort and sit at the table, mm. then we'll sit at the table, we'll chat, but both of us will have our mobile phones there. Like you'll text someone, you'll do something, yeah. you'll be as well. So, so it's not just focusing on conversation and, and it's the same as and then being out for dinner, you might, I might end up taking pictures of food or doing whatever. Like it always because mobile phone is, it's, it's everybody's life. It, and it, but I sometimes wish that it, I, it wasn't such a part of it for me when we're sitting down and having something to eat. You know, that's that's probably my worst habit. And then everybody else's worst. Well, it probably goes back to the problem that Jackson was talking about. You talking that people not turning up, people making bookings, reservations, and not, and no shows, and that that costs businesses a lot of money. You mm. know, it's a, that understanding of you know if you say it was ten tables that didn't turn up. I don't know, you know, even if they were just two, so that's 20 people. Yeah. So if it's a hundred cover restaurant, you look at, I mean, it's, that's 20% of your takings that have disappeared yeah. that could have been there. And that's, you know, if you look, most restaurants you look at making maybe 10% gross profit is a good figure over the year. So if you, that's, that then starts working as a loss now. You but know, that's that night's why worked you were as a loss. I'm yeah. Gonna, I might really turn to not bookings and no bookings. Right. Would you like some of your strawberry bakewell? Yeah, come on, let's have a slice of that. Yeah, are you going to do it? Okay, amazing. Do you need hand washing up? No. Tom, did you you make this or did someone within your kitchen make it? Do you want 100% honest answer? 100% honest. I've not gone near it. (laughs) I spoke to the the head pastry chef of the group and said, listen, I'm going to Jesse Ware's. (laughs) What should we make for dessert? And we went through a number of things. And I went, no, yeah, let's do a Bakewell because that will be lovely. And I it, love it, your honesty. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I'm not, can't, you can't black it. Can't you curated lie. it. Oh, this looks delicious. Thanks, mate. What would be your go-to pudding then? Do Are you, you a, a sweet or a, Jesse, a, a salty? Jesse, do you want some? A smidge, like, exactly like Tom's. I, much more of a savoury person. Mm. Like, much more. So, uh, the weird thing, so when I gave up alcohol, like, so when I was drinking yeah. and a lot, yeah. I never, ever had a sweet tooth. And you don't recognise how much sugar you're taking in your body from alcohol. Oh. So then when I stopped drinking, all of a sudden, I found myself going, oh, do you know what I could really do with a Mars bar? Yeah. I was like, what? where on earth has that come from? I've not thought that for but years. Did you also feel like I deserve it because I'm not having a drink? or No. You didn't I, make up for n- like... No, I was in a space of like when I stopped drinking and I stopped doing the sugar and stopped doing... I got to a point like I was like properly beating myself up with really? not do yeah like less we are not doing this we're not like you make the decision to go for it you got to go for it you can't half-heartedly yeah. just go can i ask something is your pastry chef married no is he looking for an older woman wait he's, he's not married no he has got a very pretty girlfriend oh shit my book agent told me that basically do you know you're an international sex symbol no where on earth has that come from? Who, who's Basically, who, who, people have been very excited about us having you on. Who? See, that's the first I've heard of that. So my, has my wife been texting him? <laughs> no, this is, this is a true thing. My agent said his, his um, girlfriend and all their friends were very excited about this happening. Right. And that they really fancy you. And they may even share Why pictures. Why are you saying it like that? What? No, I'm just saying. You should say it as if you're part of the... Um, well, maybe really I am fancy. part of the WhatsApp yeah. group. You don't know. <laughs> well, that's... Um, 
that's maybe you that's should be amazing. Doing a naked calendar. Next. Yeah, no, I don't, nobody needs to see that. <laughs> no one needs to see that. I think um, that I think that's it. That's flattering. That's flattering, and that's very lovely. I think though, like in all honesty, a lot of it comes from being approachable. And I think that's more like like you think sex symbols need to be approachable, Tom. No, but I think that but I think that's what it is. You know, I think if somebody likes you, I think you're more. I, I, it's because of a personality, not because of necessarily. Oh, you're looks, being, I think. Oh, please. But uh, no, come on. I just think it's like just it's take the compliment. I'm, I'm taking the compliment. It's very kind. I, Thank you. And with those, to those lovely ladies, thank them very much. <laughs> like it is. Like it, that's amazing. Thank you. <laughs> this is <It's> a, heaven <laughs> sent. It's all right, isn't it? The crunch. Mm, and it's creme fraiche, isn't it? Mm, it's oh kind of like God. a vanilla I creme fraiche. I can't speak. Oh, it's a vanilla creme fresh. So it's too delicious. So it's the pastry really is the key to that, right? So making. So these are the things. How do you get of, it that crispy? Right. So you cook it for longer, and this is the thing that drives me nuts about recipes in books. Okay. Mm-hmm. So pastry to get that beautiful takes around about forty-five minutes of cooking, if not more. All right. Does he and cook the, it blind first? Yeah. So yeah. you cook it blind. But you cook it blind on a lower temperature for longer. Okay, so a long, a long, long time. So quite often in cookbooks and recipes, they'll say, blind bake for 20 minutes. Well, it's never going to be like that, where you've got this beautiful, rich, dark, crisp biscuit kind of base. Mm. And that's the most important thing. Because quite often recipes are written for convenience for people to cook at home. But the reality of then taking it to the level, everything takes time. To cook good food takes ages. So it's just, this is a normal pastry recipe. It's just, it's just the process of the cooking that is different. Okay, so to, to ask, because we, I, I interrupted with sex symbol comment, um, <laughs> what is your pudding like? He didn't your, mind, darling. You didn't, oh, he didn't mind. <laughs> no, I went bright red. <laughs> I like very simple puddings. I like simple classics done very well. I mean, a very good creme brulee. We have a lot of the hand of flowers, and it's, it's four ingredients, but just done very, very simply. It's vanilla, sugar, whole eggs, and double cream. And you just go, but it's the recipe, it's the process. It's the method that makes it amazing. And I love that. And then the caramelizer, it's very little sugar in the recipe and it's whole egg. So you can taste the egg, mm. a lot of vanilla, very little in the way of sugar. And then the caramelization on the top, it's very, very heavy. Right. So it's bitter. So you get this, ah. so it's not cloyey and sweet. You get this bitter caramelization and the vanilla flavors that come through a lot more. And something something like that is just perfect. And uh, what kind of sugar do you use at the top? Do you just use caster? Mm-hmm. Yep. And do you let it all, because sometimes I find, and I don't know whether I like it or not, but you know when some of the sugar isn't, um, it's still a bit bumpy. Yeah. It shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that, should it? No. And I, yeah, good, fine. Um, so it's been such a pleasure to have you on this. Thank you so, so much. It's, um, I feel like we did, you know, you're, you're the first chef that we've got on, that we've had on, and we took a liberty asking you to bring something. Which but I'm, it's absolutely paid off. It's been, it's been a beautiful, the best. beautiful. Uh, I think I've died. Perfect. And gone to I know I've died and gone to heaven. Mum, look how much we've got left. Uh, and, yeah, we have to invite some friends over for coffee this afternoon. Afternoon tea. Thank you so much for being on. It's been so good to see you again, and good luck with the new opening September, and um, with all obviously all your other Michelin babies. Thank you so much for coming. Honestly, it's an absolute pleasure. Thanks very much for lunch. It was delicious. It's like the best was lunch it? ever. Yeah, it was absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. I'm doing the outro on my own because my mum is sitting and eating more of Tom Kerridge's delicious Bakewell tart. (laughs) Um, Come sit down. Tom Kerridge, what a guy. I feel like that was one of the kind of best... I felt like we learnt a lot from that. And I think, actually, the meal worked really well. He was very happy about it. It had seconds. Can I just discuss the labna for a start? Oh, yeah, sorry. Now you're, like, the expert in... Cheese. I'm a cheesemaker okay, now. Cool. First of all, the Labner pitcher came out with a big round lump. It looked like mozzarella. It didn't look all creamy and everything. And there'd be no point in putting the water in that I, I soaked to take out. So you're yeah, wrong when about you, when that. You, well, and Tom's wrong then. He is. <laughs> he basically has not got it right about the Labner. Okay, he, well, he's he not, definitely he's not a Labner. I could on... tell he wasn't a Labner eater. 
He had loads of it, though. Did you notice? Yeah, he's probably going to put it on his menu and loosen it up with a bit of no. emulsifying water. But you, then you just don't need to drip it for so long because the water is the stuff that you take out. Anyway. <gasps> Why has your cat got so needy? Prince. Do you want to come up here? No, he wants to be involved. Do you want he, to come up here? He thinks he's a human, not a cat. I thought he was so lovely, mm. but so committed and hardworking and... Kind. And kind and, and just, he's got lovely eyes when he, he really is a kind, nice person. And he was so informative. I just think he was great. But I think he's so busy. He's doing so many things. Oh God. God, I thought you had your finger in pies. If you pardon the expression, he had his fingers in lots of pies. Well, I, I think... Yeah, that was very good for us as budding chefs. Yeah, but he really enjoyed the food. Yeah, he did. You you kept on... You see, Jesse, you've got to be more confident when you're cooking. I knew it was perfectly right. And then you looked at me and you said, oh, no, we need to add sausage. Sausage would have been wrong. Well, actually, I thought about... I, I suggested the halloumi and Did you see his eyes light up when I said halloumi? I think he was being kind. Mum, that was essential for the shakshuka. Essential. For me, no. Well, and it starts to squeak after a very short time. Well, whatever. It tasted great. Well done. Yeah. And well done, me too. Well and done thanks you. for trying to throw me under the bus with my lavna. That was very mean. <laughs> and there will be photographic evidence of how my mum dressed my lavna as opposed to hers. Well, you put your ducker in. No, I didn't. And you it's did. You shook it in. <laughs> What's the woman that helps with births? A doula. Oh, not a, not a <laughs> No. <laughs> not a Middle Eastern spice. I thought it was all the same thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> I thought it was the same word. Um, well, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't dress it up, but I thought you put your duka in. <laughs> Whatever. Know. Anyway, he was gorgeous. Absolutely wonderful. And I, we would love to hear from people that have been to his restaurants and what they've eaten there. Jesse. Bakewell tart. I mean, though. the Bakewell tart was that's level. That, that is that was other level. That was yeah, otherworldly. Yeah, that pastry. I thought you were offending him when you were like, no. "Has this got no?" I I said, "Is that is this a uh, is this um, is this on something?" He said, "No, that's the bottom," and it was crisp like a biscuit. It was really good. I know vanilla creme fraiche, strawberries. Right, but enough from stop. us. We better spin, we better wrap this up. I've been Jessie Ware on Table Manners. And who have you been, Mum? Your mother. Your mother. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying this, please give us five stars oh, and review. And um, tell us how much you enjoyed this episode. Thanks so much. Sayonara. The music you've been listening to on Table Manners is by the wonderful Peter Duffy and Peter Fraser.